G'day trendsetters, this is episode 670 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website transmove.com or send me through an email, tim at transmove.com. Follow my training at conavirus.com, where I'm pumping out a post once a week, or at least I'm pretending and trying to. Now, I've got to say, the I've been dragged through the walls lately. The old body's been struggling to keep up with everything. Of um, last weekend, I started going downhill hard and fast with these stomach pains, and at first, I actually thought there were um, food poisoning and uh, some bloody dodgy chicken or something. And then uh, I quickly realised it wasn't that, and I was ended up in um, uh, what's the place called um, urgent care centre. And I just asked him for him to stick anything and everything into me. I was in all these burning pains in my stomachs, and I'm saying it's going. It feels like it's up in my lungs now. I feel bloody horrible. And uh, and the, and I was. Ch- and it's not just my stomach. I've, the whole body felt really off. And uh, this was um, Sunday, last Sunday. And I was telling my wife, I go, I just feel like I've bloody done an Ironman, you know, just without ending up with a finisher shirt at the end, but I go, that's what it feels like, I feel like I've bloody done an Ironman, I just feel horrible, and, um, and so, and so my, I, I, had, I wear a whoop, and the, the on Monday, it says my um, recovery, my, I've recovered at my recovery rate, or whatever you want to call it, is 1%, now I haven't seen it get under 15% since my last Ironman, where the next, the day after Ironman, it said 1%, so I go, as I was showing the wife in, while I was still in semi-crippling pain, that I go, I told you I feel like I've done a bloody Ironman, I haven't seen this since the day after I did an Ironman, but um, yeah, oh, I was bloody horrific, but I started crawling back, but... And not only that, um, and, and I, my HRV through the floor, my, like I, this is a, almost a week now, seven, six, seven days now since this all started, my um, HRV is through the floor, my resting heart rate through the roof, my um, sleep quality is through, you know, next to nothing, and to make that worse, we've got the Tour de France starting up in t- tonight. And that, you know, that means three weeks of no sleep. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on the back burner big time. But to make things work, I, I remember mentioning um, a, a few weeks ago for, for for the people that do listen to every episode a few weeks ago, I mentioned that um, the part of my return to run program I'm doing with my Achilles injuries is I've got, I, I tape, the arch of my foot um, with this um, strapping tape like you would see your general footballer or so strapping their shoulders it's not rock tape but it's a little bit more um, sturdier and firmer than rock tape I do use rock tape as well but I for the arch of my foot I use this strapping tape and then I have a rock tape coming up the side um, from the arch of my foot up the side like the um, um, Prostir- uh, the pro-, pro tip it follows that up more th- that way and um and so a few weeks ago i had it on for about a few days straight and i was gone gone um, went swimming hopped out of the pool and i thought it's been on for a few days i rip it off and i ripped it off and all the skin from underneath my foot came off with it and um Anyway, so I've been very, I've, I've still been using it every single um, run, and I've just been ripping, the, you know, taking the tape off after every run, which 
my wife drives my wife insane every time I'm actually putting it on to you. Why do you do that for? And I, I, I keep saying to her, like, I can I can handle ripped skin. I just can't handle a new Achilles injury. Because for the people who go, why is your, you know, the arch of your foot has anything to do with your Achilles? That's what's stemming the, um, that's the root cause of my my problems. Anyway, um, I progress. So I've been very good lately, but uh, um, we've no ripping of the tape or ripping more skin off or anything. But last last Tuesday, my son, um, I think it was last Tuesday. Um, no, it wasn't because I was still crook as a dog. It was the Tuesday before. Every second Tuesday, I pick my son up from school and we go to like a footy oval or someplace to run. He's got a, a faster run session than me, and so he, he doesn't like doing these sort of sessions unless he's, you know, got someone to knock around with at the same time, and he and I'm still returning to run. So, so I said, I'll, so we generally, I pick him up from school and we go somewhere. Anyway, he, he came up with the idea is, let's go run around the showground at Longford, and uh, which is about... 15 20 minute drive from your school so i pick him up we head out there there's a great big dirty rotten big fence around the place and i said well let's go around to the uh, racing tracks if we can get in there no anyway we found this spot beside the points of all this my i've got the tape on my foot and it's cold outside and i've got the heater fully cranked up on in my car and so from the time i jumped in the car to the time we got out and started running i've probably been in the car baking for the best part of an hour and then uh, straight after the run we turn the heat straight back on drive home 15 20 minute drive home we're baking again as soon as i get home i rip this tape off again and all the skin on top of my foot this time, like well, on the top side part of my foot where my big toe is, right, right across, um, it just peeled off like a bloody, I don't know, like a bit of icing on a cake sort of thing. The skin just peeled straight off, and then my wife's just blown up like a bloody secondhand lawnmower at me doing it. Anyway, I bet you're glad you tuned in for this sort of good talk. Where else can you hear all this? Today's question. Which is probably what you want to hear. Comes from Simon, who, who writes, uh, I am a 3.30 marathon finisher and would like to start, I would like to target a sub three hour marathon, giving myself a full year to train for this. What are some KPIs and things to consider and what kind of training should I be looking at? So... Um, this is a good question. Are you giving yourself a year, um, and I'm going to start off with the words, depends greatly on a whole lot of stuff. The first thing you'd have to answer would be is how durable you are. Um, you, you know, are you, do you get injured that often? Are you, you get injured easily. Um, what did your training look like going into your 3.30 marathon? What did the volume look like? What did the intensity look like? What was the recovery rate on that look like? Um, and then giving yourself a year in advance um, is, you know, what you back it all the way up. What, what can you do a 5K run, running in, a run race in? Like if you could, can't, like if you say, I can't do a, 
a sub 20 minute 5k probably best to start around there first you uh, i know a couple of years ago i wanted to do something very similar to this. well actually i wanted to do this um after an ironman i thought i'd give myself a year to do do a sub three hour marathon just i've never even come you know close to it and and i've never targeted it and my thoughts um in turn turns out spoiler alert i'm not that durable because i've been you know a tsunami of achilles injuries from there on in but i i wanted to um really focused um oh so the thing is you've got a there's a few trends of your typical sub three hour marathon it would have um not in every case some cases are significantly more more impressive than this some um nowhere near as impressive this but in in general you should be able to do at least a sub 19 minute 5k generally closer to 18 minutes would be nicer but generally, you should be able to do that sub-19 minute. Um, you should be able to... A lot of them, especially in the lead-up to that um, three-hour marathon, they're able to tick a number of 100-kilometre run weeks off, a, a, a large number. So this goes back to how durable you are. Are you durable enough to be able to do uh, an 18-and-a-half-minute 5k to train for that do the speed work for to get to get to that assuming you you know you're not there yet maybe you are um are you able to slowly um like if your training volume average training volume leading into your three and a half hour marathon let's say was 50k run weeks now you're asking the body to be able to handle 100k run weeks um, as you get closer to the marathon that's a huge um, increase in volume. And so you can't be just going, oh, I'm just every, every you know, I'll just start adding an extra run here and a little bit more on that. And that, that's, yeah, that can be a recipe for disaster. Um, so slowly getting that up, especially if you're still targeting 5Ks or 10K um, run races to get that speed in the legs, so now you've got to make sure all your easy runs are really easy and not taking having a negative impact on your key run sessions or um, trying to improve your speed. So trying to um, not only maintain the run volume but slowly, 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 God, slowly increase that run volume um, over months and months and months. Um, is is going to be the probably going to be the key is and and i know i'm assuming a lot here <laughs> um it could be j- just a matter of changing one or two little things in your training and all of a sudden you you, you know you're running backwards doing a sub three hour marathon for all i know but uh, i it's um but you know it goes it goes to that um you've got your goal and you just work back back from that it's that that book um, I've read it twice now from Dan Bigerman. Start at the end. It's a really good book too. That's uh, probably why I read it twice. Um, where you 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 got you know what is it four fifteen pace thereabouts that you that you got to be able to hold. So if you know if you can't hold um, a sub forty minute ten k, let's let's make sure you can. Um, and you, you slowly, 
slowly wind your way forward or f- wind your way backwards or so but the the this really is comes down to um how durable you are and if if you do get niggling injuries and all that um is what's there something that you what what can you do or what do you need to do to to ensure that that's minimized um do you need to be spending an hour a day um to focusing on re- recovery getting um you know those you know i they may I, I call them foam rollers but it's not the it's not what it is it's like a massage it's like a metal stick well i got a metal stick it's a massage stick they by far the the greatest um thing for injury prevention i just think every endurance athlete um every triathlete every runner should have one and probably use it every single week it's by far um yeah it's just a massage stick with two little handles you roll the your front of your legs your back of your legs your calves um they're i don't know 45 50 centimeters long um i've had a few of them in the past my very first one um i paid five dollars for lasted years and the current one i have is a stainless steel one which is bloody beautiful um now do you need to be using that every single day for 20 minutes on each leg or do you need to be you know using it three days a week or whatever it is um but you ask right down on a on a you know a pad um a whole lot of questions and you need to be answering them should you be you know how durable are you um what's the likelihood of you getting injured while increasing the volume what's the likelihood of you getting injured while if while increase it while adding intensity are you able to handle just one intensity session per week and the rest easy aerobic uh, what happens if you add the second intensity session per week what do you think realistically what do you think is going to happen if you've kept a training log um, which hopefully you have, and and please don't tell me your training log Strava, um, but an actual proper training log. Go back and have a look, mate. Your answers are all there. Um, what sort of sessions do um, has been working for you? What ones you know you really haven't seen too much of a bang for your buck? Because so let's avoid avoid that sort of stuff. Um, are all your easy runs done on concrete maybe we need to be moving them to softer grounds um, you know whether you're running footy ovals on some uh, some of them or whether you're running on trails or you know whatever the hell you've got in your neighborhood so um, but the, the, as long as as long as you're able to nail the speed get your volume up to you know especially in that last um you know eight ten twelve weeks or so is ticking off as many 100k run weeks as you can safely um a, a lot that, that would be with, with with one session being close to threshold another one being a tempo and one being a, a really long run um and then, and then, basically stealing the Canova's uh, method, or um, if it was just plain running, I would a hundred percent steal Canova's um, philosophies for for this. And um, and if you, if you're not sure what his um, methods are, I do have a, a brief thing on my website. Um, I'm pretty sure I have one or two blogs on him. Um, a, 
at um, what's my website called? Uh, trainsmooth.com. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I've got his philosophies and then I've got a training program from him on there uh, for his elite athletes. I'd be I'd be more or less stealing his philosophies for for marathons and um, and and just running. He, you know, guys are bloody genius from from track from um, track running right through to marathons. He's I think he's coached more sub two oh five marathoners than anyone in the, else in the world. So he's you know he's pretty good. Anyway, I'm I'm mumbling. If you guys have any other questions, it's nice and simple. All you have to do is jump on through to trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hooroo.